You're listening to Sunday Reflections on Gripped. So this gospel, uh, the gospel this Sunday is coming from the gospel according to John. Um, and it is the beginning of the gospel, well, almost the beginning of the gospel. So in the beginning, John really um, starts with the, um, talking about the word. Um, and the word is God. And that the word came. And um, there's this, this witness who proclaims the coming. And that is John, a man sent by God. And his name was John. So he came as a witness, as a witness to speak for the light, so that everyone might believe through him. He was not the light, only a witness to speak for the light. So John is, as we know, the, the precursor who comes and uh, prepares the way. And that is who he claims to be. He claims to be um, uh, a Messiah who makes straight the path. Um, I baptize, why he says, uh, sorry, I am, uh, as Isaiah prophesied, a voice that cries in the wilderness, make straight uh, the way for the Lord. So there's a few interesting things in this gospel. So first of all, uh, this Sunday, um, for those uh, who can make it to Mass, uh, there is the, the priest is wearing the rose vestments, or at least the rose vestments are um, an option. Um, and the, the, the normal color for that day. And while it might uh, look a little bit funny sometimes, um, there is actually significance to it. And that is that it is the purple is the, the, the color of repentance. So John uh, the Baptist is asking to repent. That is his message. His message, he baptizes at water. He, mes- he baptizes to um, wash away sins and to allow people to start their lives again, to acknowledge their failings and their, their, their faults and they can start again. So the the, the team is repentance and similar as Lent. Uh, not exactly the same, but similar as in Lent. Um, purple is the color, but to kind of indicate that the light is coming. As it says in the gospel, um, John is a witness to the light. So the light is coming. And when the light shines to the purple, it becomes brighter. And that is, I suppose, why we use rose. Um, so it is the, the light already shining through. It's kind of a glimpse of what is to come. And it's good to kind of reflect on that, I think, that it is a lot of the times in, in this life, it is glimpses of what is to come. We might get a little glimpse of what who God is or what God can do or, 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 or you know, these kind of like moments of prayer when things might come together, when we, we just are struck by the beauty of things or... There's these moments of revelation that really touch our hearts. And it is like that. It is like the rose vestment that we get um, uh, at Mass uh, this Sunday. It is. It shows a little bit of the promise of what is to come. So that is, uh, I think it's just a, a good way of, of looking at it. And to, um, uh, to uh, it's a good way of looking at it and to, to really, um, to, to, to appreciate that the light is already shining true, even that we go back to purple the week after, before we celebrate Christmas in white, when the light is fully there and the brightness of Christ has come. And it's the same, we do the similar cycle with, with East. Towards the end of Lent, um, I think about two-thirds through, we, we also have the rose vestment. I can never remember which one is Lautare Sunday and which one is Gaudete Sunday. This must be Gaudete. Anyway, it's one of them. Um, so... Yeah, and to reflect that it really also is something that happens in life, that God shows us, um, yeah, in, in our lives, he shows us uh, little bits and it is revealed and it kind of shines true, even if we can't see, fully see it. 
Um, it's like uh, dim as in a, in a glass or in a mirror, as St. Paul says. Now, the mirrors weren't as good at that time, um, so they were kind of disfigured, and glass wasn't as clear and, 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 and equal, so it was also disfiguring the picture um, that was coming through it, but still it gives, to a certain extent, the essence of, of what is important. So, um, so that is just a little bit about the, where we are in land. So we are, we are getting there and it is a little bit of, of hope is coming true in the light that we see. Now another a little aspect of the gospel is that um, Jesus, it says, John says, uh, that Jesus is already standing among you. I baptize with water, but there stands among you, unknown to you, the one who is, uh, is coming after me. And I am not fit to undo his sandal strap. We saw, we remember that from last week. This happened at Bethany, as, uh, on the far side of the Jordan, where John was baptizing. So he says, Jesus is already standing among you. And that is what we really get that sense in John's Gospel, when John the Baptist points out who Jesus is. This is the Lamb of God to the first disciples, and they started following, and that's where the whole story starts, of the three years of ministry, I suppose, um, and his first apostles' disciples are called. But it's, I think it's significant that Jesus is already standing among them. Because Jesus is standing among us as well, not necessarily referring to, 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 to other people, but I mean, he is with us, but we don't always recognize him. We don't always recognize the significance of the fact that he is with us, you know, um, that we, we can kind of lose sight of it in the crowd. Um, because maybe we, we expect uh, a king, maybe expect somebody on a, on a big horse, well, at the time, I suppose, maybe in a big car nowadays, but I mean... We, we kind of expect something that really stands out and that really um, defines uh, and, and, and puts the, the Son of God on a pedestal. And that's not always the case. God comes often in quiet, silent ways in, uh, to us. He, he often just, we, we, he, he comes subtly and he can stand beside us without us knowing it and without us being aware of it. So um, to become aware of the Lord. And that is again why we, why we prepare the way for the Lord. We, we make his path straight by Allah opening our hearts and allowing ourselves to be, um, uh, to be transformed through his grace. But we need to do that by becoming aware of him and opening that space. Just get a little bit of silence, a little bit of time of prayer. And it is not uh, too late. Um, it's definitely not too late in Advent to even start. I mean, because any time is a good time to start to pray. To make 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever, half an hour, to reserve that time for some reading of the scriptures, some reading of, um, uh, of, uh, some, reading of uh, some spiritual reading, or just some silent prayer. Or just a, a decade of the rosary quietly set. To prepare the way, to become aware of the Lord who is standing beside us, who is standing among us, who is with us, even if we don't always recognize it. St. Paul in the second reading tells us to pray constantly. If we pray constantly, then we will be close to God. If we allow him to, to step into our lives, if we start recognizing him through our prayer, Advent is really an opportunity to make an extra effort to do that. St. Paul says then at the end, God has called you and he will not fail you. So that is the promise, I think, that if we put the effort in, God will repay us double or triple or whatever it is. But there is always, God will always repay us. So um, if we put them, if we reach out to him, he will always take our hand. 
He will always, like Peter, lift us out of the waves and bring us into his company, into his safety, and into his peace. <laughs>